Welcome to the DGR Podcast. I'm your host, David Gray. Hey guys, David here. Welcome back to the DGR Podcast. I had to, sorry, I had to check the name of my podcast there for a sec. Uh, this is episode number 76. Hope you're all doing well. I am going to just do a quick solo I think quick solo podcast today I'm going to answer not not really answer a specific question I'm going to talk around a specific topic based around a ton of questions that I get all the time but I've gotten a lot of questions some some in our workshops and some on Q&As and stuff like that recently so uh yeah I'm going to answer a few questions basically I'm going to talk about the foot a bit uh I'm going to talk about pronation and I'm going to talk about kind of loading and unlocking the midfoot and uh, kind of higher level concepts around how to do it and why it won't work and like what what it means stuff like that so uh, I think it will be very very helpful for a lot of people I'm if you're watching on YouTube you'll see my mic is moving around a lot I'll hold it up it's because I don't have a mic stand I'm holding it I, I look like one of those tiktok videos where you see them holding the mic instead of having a stand the reason is that i brought my mic to portugal with me uh and i went over there with chris we hung out for a few days did some training and we recorded a podcast which you should have listened to it was a really good podcast that was episode number let me check uh 74 and then when i was coming back home they in the airport security your man made me take out the mic it's like this is an expensive mic it's a sure mic and he made me take out the mic and like he unscrewed the mic stand and he said no you can't bring that on the plane with you uh because you could club someone to death with it even though it wasn't even a big stand so uh i had to he told me make sure you go go back through security and post at home went back through security the postage office or whatever was closed or was broken so I had to throw it in the bin and then come back through security again. And now I have no mic stand, so I need to order a new one. And yeah, that's kind of part of the reason why we've been not as up to date on the podcast. We missed an episode. Yeah, we missed a week, which is disappointing because we had done a lot of weeks in a row. Uh, probably like 30 episodes in a row or something like that. And we missed an episode partly because of the mic stand, partly because we just weren't organized traveling to Canada for our workshops so apologies for that I would have liked to keep the momentum going and now I've been putting off recording this podcast for the last two days so yeah momentum to me momentum is everything I needed in my life uh when I stop it seems to be very hard for me to get harder for me to get going again rather than just stay going so yeah we were we're just back from Canada we did two workshops there one in Vancouver and one in Montreal brilliant workshops both sold out a uh, great crowd and yeah I came home thinking about that like when we left Vancouver I kind of said to Kira that how like how in a strange way you're leaving a city and you're actually leaving a big impact on a city whether people want to think about it that way or, or not like to us we were leaving a big impact on a city like there's 30 plus top coaches and therapists there who are all going to talk to their friends and use things and they're already using a lot of like our work and our, our thinking and stuff 
and now even more so and that spreads across the city it does like even like for example lower body basics like just to see how that stuff spreads and to see how this spreads like i came away very inspired thinking about that so that was really cool for me and uh, same same obviously in montreal so yeah it was very fun thank you to greg in montreal from the ground up and dave leyland in vancouver and everyone who attended thank you so much really appreciate it um Okay, so we're back on track with the potty, and I'm going to try and hopefully give you a good episode or short enough episode, I think. But so here's some of the questions that I've received recently and all the time. So question around, this is like the main thing I'm going to talk about, like um, what ground-based exercises can I use to help unlock my foot and unlock pronation? So ground-based meaning lying on my back, lying on my side, lying uh, or being in prone or basically anything that's not standing up. So that's one. Um, Another one, like I'm struggling to feel my arch in ground-based exercises or or in supine exercises. Another one is like on when I'm lying on my back, like doing a foam roller bridge or doing a supine cross connect or doing any of this stuff, my, my feet are cramping, 90-90 hip lift, all that stuff. Another one, um, I, I keep losing points. So on a foam roller bridge, I'm losing my points of contact. So if I want to get to the inside of my foot, I seem to have to roll off the outside. If I want to get to the outside of my foot, I seem to have to roll off the inside. It's hard for me to keep both. Another one, like uh, there was someone in the workshop that this was a question... I think in Montreal, not necessarily with the group, but like you get into small little individual conversations with people while they're doing the exercises. And it was like my foot or her foot kept turning out. So she was kind of externally rotating her foot and then everting to push into the inside of the foot so she could feel the arch on a foam roller bridge and push through there. But only when she externally rotated and everted. Um, You will see in a lot of like, the kind of PRI compression expansion world people talk about accessing uh, using like a supine cross connect or foot contacts on a wall to help people access pronation. Um, uh, say like in PRI, like they they'll put in a, a specific type of shoe. Basically, like I would say, I would say almost ninety percent of people who end up working with someone in the PRI world, like a proper PRI practitioner, they end up whether they need it or not most people don't need it in my opinion but they end up having to buy a shoe a pair of shoes from the pri shoe list i know one guy client of mine went to um flew to america for eight sessions with a guy and like he never he had a he had a foot problem and he never took off his shoes he he made him buy three pairs of these shoes from the shoe list and it's all about helping them sense their arch better um so i'm gonna talk a little bit about this uh, so yeah, it was three of the same pairs of shoes, one for like everyday living outside, one for to wear indoors, you have to wear these shoes so your brain can sense your arch, and one for training in. Uh, so you, 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 you switch between the same pair of shoes every day um, throughout the day. So all these questions around unlocking pronation, sensing my arch, all this stuff. And I just want to help people understand that when we pronate our foot, it's in the middle phases of gait. So when we get into, when we transition from kind of early stance to mid stance, 
and then into max propulsion. Let's just say mostly we're pronating our foot from early stance to mid stance as we're as we're transitioning in on top of our foot. And what we're doing at the same time is that is or is that sorry I should enunciate if that's the right word is we are compressing so our body is compressing gravity you could think about gravity pushing down on my body my body pushing down on my foot and my foot pushing down into the floor so everything is smushing into everything else and that smushing that compression is what pronates a foot okay so if you think about lying on the floor and putting the middle of your foot on a foam roller in a foam roller bridge it's hard it's very hard to push into your arch there it's very hard to it it can be hard to sense that part of your foot and the reason is what you're missing is compression you're lying on your back and you don't have your body weight pushing into your foot so you and your foot so what you're trying to do instead is like manually um push your foot into the foam roller which is what we want it's what we cue it's what I, i'm cueing but not necessarily true like just everting in that's what a lot of people will end up doing they're everting to try and push their foot into the foam roller and a lot of times eversion which is just dumping on the inside pairs with this external rotation so um so the the first kind of <clears throat> excuse me let me have a drink <clears throat> so the first question there is ground what ground-based exercises can i choose to unlock pronation the answer is kind of none so or yeah it's none it's none you can choose ground-based exercises to help you do a lot of things you can you can help open up your hips you can help relax you can help build some strength in your bridges or um intermuscular coordination you can do a lot of things on the ground you can help open up mobility but you can't help pronate a foot ultimately and this is why in my opinion for the, and, and this isn't a knock on pri this isn't a, actually even a conversation around pri i'm just using uh and it's actually not fair it, I, I know it's not fair to speak about it like this but it's just my honest opinion this is why the, a lot of PRI practitioners, like that guy, for example, was given one of my clients. He was only my client after this happened. But why he told him he always has to wear the shoes so he senses his arch is because he never teaches him how to actually move his foot. And so if you moved your foot, you would pronate your foot and supinate your foot 10,000 steps a day. But if you can't teach someone how to do that, you will always have them in a shoe where you always have to think about sensing this area. This is this area is giving you sense. So instead of so so that that makes sense on the floor. Sense being the key word that does make sense on the floor in ground based exercises because we don't have compression and this movement of our shin rocking forward from taking us from an an early stance into a mid stance position where we pronate our foot because we don't have that and we, because we don't have that uh, compression you need to increase sense so where you have less compression you have less sense so if we have less compression on of our body compressing and our body compressing into our foot and our foot compressing into the floor then we need to give things that increase sense so this is 
why I would prefer that people wore a shoe or something like that for a lot of these exercises on the ground. If you go, if you do, and this applies for most everything, I think not for everyone, of course, not for everyone, but for some people who really struggle to sense their foot in some of these ground-based exercises, one, you're better off getting them up into standing if you can, but two, like, Sometimes you want to do these exercises for whatever reason. They're in pain. You want to help them relax, blah, blah, blah. A million, million reasons why you might do them, do ground-based work. So, like, let's say something like scissor slides, a 90-90 hip lift, 90-90 knee rolls, a foam roller bridge, a supine cross connect, um, a hook-lying hamstring bridge, uh, pelvic tilts. Um, I don't know. A, a, basically, anything that you can think of like that. A shoe can often be better because now instead of trying you trying to push your arch into the wall or push your arch into the foam roller which is kind of naturally going to give you a bit of eversion because you're trying you have nothing pushing against your arch or loading your arch a shoe is actually with an arch in it i don't mean an orthotic now a huge orthotic or anything just a regular nike shoe with an arch or something like that or an ASICS shoe or something, that arch is pushing up. That arch of the shoe is pushing into the arch of your foot, the medial arch in particular. Um, but let's just say, yeah, let's just say the medial arch. So that is pushing up into your foot and your foot is pushing into that. Whereas if you have your bare foot on a foam roller or on the wall, for you to even feel your arch, there's nothing there's nothing there. There's nothing underneath it. So you're looking for it. The thing, the difference between being barefoot in ground-based exercises where your foot is against the wall and you're trying to find your arch and you're in standing where your foot is against the floor and you're trying to find your arch is compression. So I just, I know I've repeated myself again, but is your body weight being on top of it? And now your body weight pushing down into the middle of your foot and your midfoot loading is loading your arch and that compression is giving you sense but when we lie you down we're, we're lying you down usually in the beginning to take away compression it's people that are so compressed that when they stand up they have way too much muscle activity so we use the floor to reduce concentric orientation to take away all this squeezing this muscle activity so we can teach people to move with less muscle activity but when we lie people on the floor, the positive is that we reduce concentric orientation. We help people relax. We help people move with less muscle activity. But what we lose is the compression. Compression is not a bad word. It's just a word. It just is. We lose the compression of our body pushing into our foot, which helps us sense our foot. So, so to kind of wrap that little bit up because this is ground the question was ground-based exercises what can i choose to help unlock pronation nothing nothing really the exercises might help you feel a little bit of pronation it might help you relax your 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 hips your spine your body in general but the only way you will actually unlock a foot is by standing up and doing movements that help you move from early to mid stance that's it pretty much that's it okay guys if you're sick of using calf and tibialis raises with yourself or your clients hoping that they wor will work secretly knowing that they won't then check out our foot program in the show notes i'll teach you how i rehab and train all of my clients how to unlock their rear foot and their ankle 
how to pressurize their midfoot, how to load and strengthen their forefoot, how to build a connection from the foot to the hip, how to progress through plyometrics. It will open up so many tools in your toolbox and, and completely transform how you view lower leg training. So check it out. You won't regret it. So then the second part or the second kind of question, I'm struggling to feel my arch on the floor in lying exercises. Yes, I would wear a shoe because that arch is going to push up into your arch and meet each other. So we we don't have the compression. So we give a sense of the arch in the shoe instead. That's going to be very helpful. And uh, for people like in our Facebook group, in the basics Facebook group, which I'm not in much anymore, I'll be honest, but people like when we first started lower body basics like there was basically thousands of people all in there all at the same time all posting all all the time and i would get the same questions all the time which is my feet this is another one now that i have written down my feet are cramping a lot um in these ground-based exercises so that's where the toes are gripping a lot and it's often someone that's already stuck are biased towards supination and plantar flexion. So their arches, their bottom of their foot is very short and contracted all of the time. So the feet cramping is a lack of is a lack of sensing the middle of their foot. The foot is staying short. And then the previous question was struggling to feel my arch on the floor in lying. So my kind of easy answer in the Facebook group when people would say either of those things is and, and this is related to exercises where I'm lying, is put a shoe on. That would have been my generic exercise because I can't assess them. It would be do these exercises with a shoe on because now at least with the, at least with struggling to feel my arch on the floor lying, at least you better, you're better able to feel it now uh, because there's an arch of a shoe pushing up into your arch and for the feet cramping, it's the same it's kind of the same answer at least you're going to be able to feel your midfoot so that you can push through there rather than gripping your toes as much so that that to me is the same answer there um then the next part of the question i lose points of contact in the foam roller bridge and you could apply this to a soup point cross connect uh 1990 um hip lift the 1990 knee rolls where you're kind of you have the fifth metatarsal and the first metatarsal and you're just rocking from one to the other it's kind of the same thing. If you put a shoe on there, you will be able to, uh, you'll be able to push into you. So the reason people are losing points of contact is they're trying to push into the inside of the foot, which is where we want to push from. We don't want to be pushing from the outside of our foot. That doesn't really happen when we stand up and walk and run and jump. Our most amount of push at least comes from more of the inside. So if you're losing points of contact, what they're probably trying to do is is trying to get towards the inside but they roll off the outside and then they try and correct it by getting the outside down and now they can't feel their arch anymore so a shoe will be more beneficial in my opinion there again and then the last one the foot always turns out so your foot is externally rotating which is happening with that girl in the in the workshop um and a lot of people to be honest the foot externally rotates and everts in this happens in standing as well a lot of people can can get pressure towards the inside of their their foot by externally rotating their foot maybe their tibia as well and by uh yeah just everting everything in okay so what's what would be beneficial for that on the floor again apart from like i'm not saying you need a shoe for all of this stuff but if if you're having issues with all of this then 
um, you, you, you can put on a shoe to help you have that sense. That's what's, that's what's going to be super beneficial. But that makes sense. Like, and why, why PRI might say you always need to wear these types of shoes or a lot of people need to wear these types of shoes. It makes sense because sense being the keyword again, because they put people on the floor and they keep them on the floor for such a long time. Um, and obviously they take people off the floor, but when they take people off the floor, there's still so many isometric exercises where you stand in a position, you stand on your left leg, you kind of compress down your left ribs and you're doing exhales and they'll be saying, can you sense your arch? Can you sense your heel? Heel usually on the left side and inside arch on the right side. So what they're trying to do when they have a shoe on a lot of the time, they're trying to give them sense. They're trying to give them compression, but um, or decompression maybe depending on the side but it's lacking it's an isometric it's still lacking the motion of transitioning someone letting their knee bend and actually feeling the foot change shape from supination to pronation and, and back to supination again so the answer I, I can understand why the answer on the floor and I agree that the answer on the floor would be to put on a shoe but the answer in standing is to re-educate the transition from early to mid stance get the shin to rock, get the shin to internally rotate, get the calcaneus to internally rotate, get the calcaneus to evert. Don't lose your points of contact. Don't lose the outside of your foot. Get the medial arch to open, get the foot to open from front to back or from back to front. That is the answer. And that can only be done with a shin that's moving and a body that is compressing on top of that side. That is the only way to do it. So, when you're on the floor, you're missing compression. You need to increase things that help you give sense. When you're standing up, what, in my opinion, you don't need the shoe because what gives you the sense is the increasing, increasing compression as you move from early to mid stance. So we are teaching people not to just compress. We are teaching them to stand and feel the shift in pressure, feel the compression feel your foot compressing and pronating as you journey through that's what the brain needs to feel and that brain then will understand pressure points in the foot compression and pronation and supination it doesn't need the shoe with the arch on it to drive your foot into it or drive your arch or drive your heel down into the floor it doesn't need that because your body is compressing on top of it already. Not to say that might not be beneficial for anyone, but if you re-educate from early to middle, from more expanded to more compressed, from more supinated to more pronated, and that, that's what the brain needs to feel. That's the sense that the brain needs to feel. On the floor, they can't feel that compression, so we might need to put a shoe on. Um, so yeah, I hope that is kind of helpful i hope that i really would like people to think about pronation being the opening of the joints on the plantar surface of the foot so the joint not just the medial arch opening of the joints on the plantar surface of the foot it is how we load and then we push from that most pronated position we get most of our push from there and how we do all those things how we open the joints on the plantar surface of the foot is transitioning from early to mid stance and the gravity compressing our body, our body compressing on top of our foot and our foot compressing into the floor. If So to go back to the very first question, what ground-based exercises can unlock pronation? 
nothing, nothing really. They can assist with sense so that you can take that sense with you when you stand up, but you have to stand up and get compression. Otherwise, you're always going to evert your foot. You're just going to roll onto the inside of your foot because you can't compress compress your body and your body can't push into the foot. That's the issue there. Um, so we need that compression and we need to be standing to do that. So, yeah, I hope that's helpful. I think that's the only, to be honest, I think that's the only question. I'll just leave that as an episode on its own. I hope it's helpful. I know that can be hard for some people to see um and hard for yeah i know that can be hard for some people to see and it's not a this i actually didn't have right written down anything to speak about uh pri or anything like that because i know some people don't even know what it is and i didn't this wasn't even intended but i just thought of that client who like always has to was told to buy three pairs of shoes and uh, that the therapist who's a renowned therapist in the industry for doing like he's supposed to be very very good but like he didn't even take his shoe off to look at his toe problem he just presumed oh like i put all my clients in these special shoes because that increases sense and we just did a few a few reps of getting getting him to transition from early to middle and his pain was pretty much gone instead of eight sessions it was eight reps um instead of three pairs of shoes it was take your shoe off and learn to rock your shin so uh so yeah i will i just got an email from joel smith hello joel uh i presume you're not listening to this podcast but um i was looking at my notes there and then joel just popped up um I hope you're well, Joel. Uh, let me hang on. I was just going to say something. There was an, another question that I'm going to look at. Uh, where is it? One second now. Um, oh, it was on contrast training. I think I'll answer that next on, on the next episode. Uh, question around contrast training. Would I use it uh, with regards to like French contrast and stuff like that? Would I use it in rehab? The quick answer is potentially yes i do i would uh but i don't call it french and i will explain how i might use it next time so yeah i hope that was helpful shorter podcast and um i think that's a really important little concept that you understand compression is what pronates the foot not driving your knee into the inside not pushing your inside arch into the floor and if you want to learn how i like do act the practical side of this uh go and get the foot program we're getting close to two thousand people now that have got it i think um four phases progresses you through learning to pronate and supinate your foot in phase one learning to sense different parts of your foot um actually one more part of this that i now that i mentioned that is because there was another part that someone asked me recently around how to like how to increase sense in my heel uh i i want to feel i can't i struggle to feel my heel pressure and how can I, like, what drills can I do on the floor to help feel my heel and all this? And I, I the, the answer, the same answer here is, like, you can, you can sit down and you can slap your heel. You can poke your heel with pins. You can roll it with balls. You can stand on a pressure mat or, like, a, a spiky acupuncture mat or something like that. All of those things will help you sense your heel better. Absolutely. And they can be definitely a nice part of... A treatment plan if you're trying to help someone improve sense but what helps you sense your heel best is your center of mass being on top of your heel and there's a few ways to get your center of mass on top of your heel you can have it with a straight knee you can have with a bent knee you can have a few ways but there's only really one way to do it in that you 
want to feel pressure shifting in your heel. That's what you want to, to sense your heel and you need to have a center of mass over the heel. So your heel then is starting to pressurize and your body is starting to compress on top of your heel and your heel is pushing down into the floor. Not you pushing your heel down, your body weight is pushing down into your heel. So to how to increase sense in the heel is one thing, but how to increase, uh, how to sense heel pressure is a different thing if i want to increase sense i can slap the shit out of my heel if i want to improve how to pressurize my heel i need to do it in standing that's another thing now if i did want to help someone who really couldn't sense their heel i could slap the shit out of their heel i could get them to slap it i could get them to play drums on their heel i could get them to rub it with something i could get them to kind of like do a little needly thing through it not like a dry needle but like you know, you can kind of give it a little poke. You could do a million things that will help you sense your heel, but you need to help sense it with pressure on top of it, which is standing up. And then you need to help sense the pressure changing in your heel. That's the only way to unlock your heel. And if you always go to ground-based work where you're focusing on just sense without compression, then you're always going to have to do those drills i guess is the point because you never your brain never senses it when you stand up it never learns to compress on top of it so i guess all these foot issues you need to understand them as full body things because your foot will change shape when you learn to compress your body on your foot and your foot compress into the floor and then decompress or expand you need to that's what keeps the sense i guess what keeps the sense is great movement where you learn to transition from early to middle to max to late stance. That's what keeps the sense. If you can't keep the sense by moving in that way, you're always going to have to go on the floor and keep trying to sense your feet or wear funny shoes that give you sense because your body can't move in a way that gets the sense. So mechanics and sense need to come together rather than just focusing on sense on the floor. And I think that goes for like probably manual therapy a lot of the time as well. I think for the most part, manual therapy is helping us, is driving sensation up. A lot of people use it as dulling sensation down, like, oh, just smash the shit out of my quads. I don't want to feel like they feel tight. I don't want them to feel tight. I think, no, I have no idea, but I think the mechanism is more like it actually brings sense to the area rather than desensitizes the area. And then your brain can let go of that tension because it's, it becomes more aware of the area rather than you just smashing it into oblivion and, and um, desensitizing it. I think you're resensitizing an area using your hands. And I think you can resensitize areas on the floor or you can resensitize areas doing a million different things with balls and tools and all this stuff. You can resensitize areas, but the only way to keep them sensitized and to learn to feel pressure shifting and compression and decompression is great movement in standing because gravity is involved uh, obviously it's involved when you sit down but not in the same way and compression is involved so we need compression and decompression we need a brain to sense that and that comes in standing so uh so yeah if you want to learn how i do that check out the foot program phase one just gently introduces you to the, some of that pronation and supination work it's the most important stuff it's the stuff i use with Every client, if they have a foot issue, toe issue, bunions, toe gripping, re-educate early to middle, get the heel and the midfoot moving. Most likely they have all this toe stuff going on, they're gripping, their tightness. It's because they don't use their rear foot and midfoot well. It's not about 
toe spreaders and toe lifts it's because they don't use the first half of their foot well that they slam into their toes so that's more of a symptom i would say uh yeah so we we introduced that then we start to bring in some strength work up in uh in different positions and standing then we start to talk about like learning to push through the floor again where you drive from your foot what should be happening at your knee what should be happening at your hip and then we start to uh just work on a lot of plyos and stuff and it brings you through i think i have six or eight plyometric sessions in there which are it's not like eight workouts it's like it's like you could work on that for six months to be honest if you wanted um so yeah brings up to different types of plyos where we get people good at striking the ground or being good at basically if you break things very simply down you need to be good with your foot in front of your body your foot underneath your body and your foot going behind your body or uh, you could say your body being behind your foot, your body being over your foot, and your body being slightly in front of your foot. They're the three places you need to be good at. That's where we train in standing. That's where we train in mobility type of drills. That's where we train d- doing things in strength stuff. And then that's where we train in, in plyometrics. So I'll put the, the the link for the program in the bio. Hopefully we're back rocking with this uh, podcast again. Hopefully that episode was helpful. I really hope so. If it was, let me know. And apart from that, um hope you have a great weekend or whenever you're listening to this and i will chat to you guys next time